Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is a deep dive episode. Today, we're going to talk about choosing a tech platform for your next big project or small project or making tech decisions in general. But here's the kicker, and we're really only a few seconds into this episode. My belief is that most business owners do not need to actually focus on choosing the tech platform by themselves. What I mean to say is that it's not actually the best use of your time to figure out what software is out there, what tech tools are out there, what software services are out there, and see which one is going to fit your project. It's a much better use of your time as the business owner to get completely clear on your project itself, its visions, its goals, its mission, then After that is in place, either the right tech platform will reveal itself through your communities and a small amount of research, or you'll be able to lean on your tech team. And I am going to raise my hand right now and say I would be honored to be a member of your tech team. Now, you're probably listening to this episode because you already have a project on deck and you are looking for a tech platform. So In order to bridge that gap from what your project wants to achieve and how you're going to achieve it, head over to techofbusiness.com forward slash strategy session and do a one-time tech strategy call with me. We'll figure out exactly the right platform for your project and come up with a clear path to get the project rolling. My tech strategy sessions are unique to the time and place you're in and they are absolutely one of the best ways to work with me to get you through a specific tech struggle or tech opportunity. I've also had clients come to me for these tech strategy sessions with a laundry list of current struggles and we'll just work through that list and usually hit much, much more. So if you are interested, let's set up a call and I'm certain it's going to benefit your business. Now, today's episode is featuring two of my recent clients, Greg and Claire. Greg and Claire are at completely different stages of their businesses, but both came to me to build out a membership site for them. In fact, both came to me to build out a membership site on Thinkific, but only one of them ended up on Thinkific. So let's understand why I steered Greg away from Thinkific and welcomed Claire on to Thinkific with open arms. We need to discuss what goes into making a tech software decision. I alluded to this earlier. It's clarity on the project vision and goals. So first, let's talk about Claire. She has built a successful online following and has a proven track record with her audience. She was looking for a new way to organize her content so that her members could pick and choose the content that they wanted to consume. She was putting the content into courses with one or more lessons. The sheer fact that the content was going to be organized in courses with lessons lends itself ideally to a learning management platform. But was Thinkific the right learning management platform? Was Claire going to be able to handle it? Were her members going to be able to use the platform effectively and efficiently and consistently? Claire already has experience on Thinkific, 
So that made it really easy for me to feel confident and comfortable that it was going to be the right platform for her. And because she has sold courses in the past, her audience is ready to undertake using Thinkific as a platform. Claire had also seen other membership sites on the platform and knew that it had the power to do what she was looking for, which was a highly customized site. It doesn't really look like a Thinkific school the way that the traditional Thinkific school looks because it's done as a membership platform. Claire was so clear on her project vision and goals. We didn't have to figure out the platform. It was clear in the evidence that she brought to me that it was the right solution for her. Now, let's talk about Greg. He is brand new to his online business, and he actually started a YouTube channel shortly before our first call. He explained to me that the vision of his membership site was almost entirely video content that would be released on a periodic schedule. Or in other words, he was going to create videos and put them up on his site every week. I know, the way that I kind of describe that as periodic schedule, I'm like, wait a second, no, this is a podcast. This is where I'm supposed to be having fun. You're supposed to be learning. And why would I throw jargon like that in there? So I'm going to try my best to keep that kind of jargon out in the future. And this is just me being real with you. I write that way and I feel that it's really effective for writing, but it sounds so funny coming out of my mouth. Okay, let's get back to Greg. So again, he was going to create new videos every week and put them up on his site. Some of his videos are also going to be available for the public, whether they're on his YouTube channel or otherwise on public-facing pages. And then most of his videos are going to be restricted to his members only. Immediately, I took pause because there was no mention of courses or lessons in his description. This made me think that maybe we needed to work on something other than Thinkific as the platform. So then we went on to further discuss how his audience was going to purchase and then watch his videos. His videos are designed to be watched on a periodic and regular basis. So every week, come back on Tuesday or whatever day it might be, week after week to grow and learn from him. There is really no completion, no mark in the sand saying, I've succeeded, I'm done, I can implement this. It's an ongoing iteration, it's constant improvement, which put another check mark in the column of, let's look at something other than Thinkific for this. And then he mentioned a website that he liked the flow of. And when we took a look at that site, it was clear that Thinkific was not the direction that would best suit his goals. Greg came to me as an expert who understood technology. He came to me thinking we were going to use the Thinkific site, but what we ended up doing was building him a WordPress website with a membership plugin. Now, that's also not the ideal solution for everybody because WordPress itself comes with a lot of administration and um, staying on top of it. Before I suggested WordPress, I felt it was my due diligence to make sure that he was really ready for the administration side um, and for us to create the structures in place for him to understand what it meant to update and to keep things going within WordPress. All of that stuff is for another episode. But Greg was open to learning whatever we needed in order to start growing his business. 
And just this past week, we launched his WordPress-based membership site. So it's like a win and a win and a win. Claire was successful. We launched her Thinkific-based membership site. Greg was successful. We launched his WordPress-based membership site. They are both set up to succeed. And because we didn't take things at just surface value and really dug into what was going to be best for my clients as far as tech, as far as their audience, and as far as maintenance and using the site from both their perspectives, from my client's perspective and from their audience perspective, that's why we made different tech decisions, even though both of those systems could have worked for either of them. Knowing your audience and what their objectives are when they're becoming a member has everything to do with finding the right tool. So like I said, Claire was comfortable with Thinkific and her uh, audience already had some experience on the platform. But if Claire's audience wasn't comfortable with the environment of having a buffet of courses, an array of content, then we would have possibly needed to create a different structure inside her membership site. We started with a start here page, which explains how to best navigate the system and gave a couple of possible scenarios on to, as to how to consume the different courses and learn from the courses and check them off the list and implement them. But that wasn't the only way. People could go and grab whatever course they want at any time. So on the flip side, in Greg's case, we are using WordPress's categories and tags to help with the organization and structure. We are giving his members many, many ways of searching the site for specifically what they are looking to learn. The idea behind using the categories and tags as structure on Greg's site was that we wanted people to be able to go down different rabbit holes in different organizations and be able to access whatever they were looking for and follow the breadcrumbs that we were leaving them. We wanted it to be an experience and we wanted people to know how to come back to the site and to continue to learn and make it super easy. His members can sign into his site and then just stay logged in and they'll be able to come back to the landing page on his website and see his new content without having to worry about logging in every single time. Whereas on Claire's membership site, we built a what's new section at the top of the member dashboard, which allows the, her students to see what's new or to continue and traverse the other um, areas and categories of courses that she is offering. We had to structure them a little bit different. The what's new section for Claire does not exist for the public whatsoever. The public has no access to any of her content, whereas because Greg wanted the public to have some access to his content, that's another reason why we decided to go with WordPress. Now, the platform itself isn't the only thing to think about when you're choosing a platform. Because as I'm sure you've realized, we don't operate each segment of our business in isolation. Whatever platform you choose needs to integrate with the other tools that you're already using within your business. It's integral to check for compatibility and interoperability. Imagine this, you've chosen a tech solution for a given project and only come to find out that there is no way to get information out of that piece of technology into your primary communication system or into your payment system 
or into your KPI tracking system or whatever. There is no automation between that tool and all the other tools that you're using in your business. You have to decide, are you going to move forward with this new piece of technology or is that a breaking point when it doesn't uh, integrate seamlessly or mostly seamlessly with the other pieces of technology in your business. For a lot of people, this is a breaking point. And so making sure that any new piece of technology works with your existing tech stack is crucial for growth. So we looked at this for both Claire and Greg. Claire uses Infusionsoft for her email marketing, her customer relationship management. And there is a direct push of information available from Thinkific to Infusionsoft. And we implemented that. This allows Claire to have a clear way to contact her members using the system that she's already using to contact them with. Greg chose MailChimp for his email marketing. The membership plugin we're using on his WordPress site is able to do that necessary push. Let's put this another way. MailChimp is one of the most popular, most widely used systems out there. It has integrations with a vast number of other pieces of software and technology. That has been part of what has given them so much success. Infusionsoft, on the other hand, is a higher-end product. And because it's a higher-end product, it doesn't integrate with everything seamlessly. You may have to buy a an integration system, an integration component. You may have to jump through a few hoops to get it. Infusionsoft to integrate. Infusionsoft has a lot more power than MailChimp does. And so it's worth it to pay to integrate with Infusionsoft. But you have to make sure that it actually is going to happen and it's going to work. Now, if you are looking to integrate Infusionsoft into your system, or you're looking to integrate Thinkific into your system, or you're looking to integrate Deadline Funnel or any of the number of other software systems out there, I strongly encourage you to use a platform decision matrix. So we're going to build one right now. And on the show notes page at techofbusiness.com forward slash 030 for episode 30, there is a nice pretty one that you can download and use for your own use. I also have a scorecard on there. So in your platform decision matrix, you are going to look at functionality, systems that it integrates with, internal ease of use, external ease of use, quality of support and documentation, and price. Then you're going to add it all up. You're going to figure out what makes sense. In order to figure out what values you're going to assign to each of the different sections, the functionality, the integrations, the internal ease of use, the external ease of use, the quality of support and documentation, and the price, you're going to follow the filled in value scale matrix that you can find on the show notes page. The value scale is on a scale of one to five. And each of the metrics that we are comparing against has an intrinsic value to it. You're welcome to change the values if you want. I've given functionality a value of five, the level of integration a value of four, both internal and external ease of use have a value of three, Quality of support and documentation has a value of two and price also has a value of two. So from there, the matrix goes on to explain 
what to give on a scale of one to five for each of those. And then you'll multiply them out and you'll be able to come up with a score for each of the pieces of software that you're looking at. So I'm going not going to go through this whole matrix here. I think it'll be easier for you to just take a look at it on the show notes. What I am going to say is that in the functionality column, a value of one means it does not meet your functionality requirements. A value of two means that it almost meets your functionality requirements. A value of three means that it far exceeds your functionality requirements. Whereas a value of four is actually what you want it to do where it meets your functionality requirements. And a value of five means that it slightly exceeds your, val- your functionality requirements. And the reason why the far exceeds functionality requirements was a three, not a five, is because we want to work in the present. And yes, we want to stretch ourselves a little bit, but if we stretch ourselves too far, we're going to be overcome by complexities. So just like we've said before, just-in-time learning, just-in-time systems, systems that stretch you just a little bit, but not systems that stretch you so, so far. Similarly, over in the price column, a value of one means way too expensive, whereas a value of five is perfect. Then a value of three it stretches me a tad. It's a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I may want to use it because it's got all these other things, but it's not perfect because the goal of the value matrix is not to give the best scores to the best products. You're giving them the best scores to the best products for your project and your business and your philosophy. So everyone is going to fill out their matrix slightly different. Over on the show notes, you'll see I have a completed matrix for Greg's project. I looked at several WordPress membership and learning management plugins to determine the best fit for his project. We ended up going with MemberPress and you'll be able to see how it weighed out. I'm really looking forward to seeing how you use your tech platform matrix to figure out what the next best piece of technology is to bring into your business. We use this tech matrix in all of my tech strategy sessions. So after listening to this episode and you know you want to use this matrix and you want my support, please head over to techofbusiness.com forward slash strategy session and book that call with me. I am so excited to dig into your business to find the right tech tools and to help you complete a tech stack that you are proud of that is going to help move you into the next phase of your business. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the Tech of Business podcast today. I can't wait to connect with you further in the Facebook group, which is at techofbusiness.com forward slash community. I'll see you in there and I'll see you back here on the podcast next week. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.